0: Hey, it's really good to be with you yeah and i, and I don't understand the specialist. it's like it's hard to be someplace for three months and be a specialist in something but i am a specialist okay and i get the chance to go out to say thank you to donors and to churches and to uh, meet with people who really want to make a difference, okay? They, they want to see uh, something happen in the kingdom of God, and so they're, they'll actually support, like a college, a Central Christian College of the Bible, uh, they will support it. And so I, I meet with you, and so uh, my wife and I, we, we'll, we'll leave money to our kids, and, uh, and so uh, there's not gonna be a lot of money, but we'll leave some money to our kids, but we're gonna leave money to make sure that the cause of Christ, the kingdom, goes forward. Okay, So we are already investing in the college and I, I meet with people to say thank you and to help you do that. And so if you're interested in meeting, uh, I would love to uh, meet with you and to there's a place on the table to, si- to sign up on there. And and I would, you know, even if it's $25 a month, okay? Uh, i watch those little commercials with the dogs and their sad dogs out there. And they're saying, you can save this dog for $19 a month. And I, uh, the commercials drive me crazy, okay? But you could make a difference in the kingdom of God for thinking something like that. So I would love to meet with you. That's what I do. So I'm really glad to be with you. Uh, we we lived, leave our church of 30 years, and it was hard, okay? We, we started it until it was our baby, and uh, about a year ago I handed it off, and every time we drove by the church... Uh, today it's 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 much better because it's been over a year. There's a lot of grieving that happens, and so uh, man, so when uh, we we all our friends were there, you know, and just the babies that were born, and then I got to marry the, you know them as they grow up, it it was awesome. Okay, but we we just grieved as we went by, and so uh, that's what uh, we did for the last 30 years, and so I'm glad to be with you today. I'm gonna bring you uh, and stay in the series that you're in. Coming from the book of Ephesians, one of my favorite books, I'll be preaching. I'm not gonna open up my Bible and read it, um, because i can't see it okay the font's too small and so when i wear glasses i can't see you and so i what i do is i i get on my computer and i download the verses onto paper and font 18 i can actually read without glasses and so uh, last year it was 16 this year is 18 i'm really curious about how many pages i'll have in a couple years you know one letter per page you know and so all going like that but the Bible that I'm reading from is NIV, New International Version, 1984, okay? Uh, we stopped using the NIV when they, because we couldn't buy any 1984s, uh, and so we stopped using it. I actually wrote them, I said, would you please just keep continuing the 1984 version? And, um, and they, they said no, and, uh, and so uh, we went to CSB, but when we were moving out of the office, I have all these old Bibles my wife has kept, and, uh, and so it was like, oh, it's like an old shoe that fits so good. Uh, I, I said, oh, I, I started reading it again, and, and so I'm preaching from the NIV. And so um, today, uh, this will be God's Word. I'm going to read it, and then we'll pray. Ephesians, chapter 4, Ephesians, these practical living, uh, and, and it's just so good. How, how, to, how to live the life. Once you're born again, okay? And once you're born again, how do I live the Christian life? It's what Ephesians is about. Uh, Let me read this for you. Starting in chapter four, verse 25. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work and do something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And so Father, we're gonna be opening up your word from the Apostle Paul, written through the Holy Spirit, uh, God, so that we could have this on how to live out a Christian life. Now, Father, we, we don't do this as a work to, in, to earn your love or your, uh, God, uh, you love us unconditionally. We don't, we don't live this out like this to earn our salvation because that came through the cross of Jesus Christ when we're born again. But God, uh, we read your word to learn how to walk with you. And the Father, today, uh, I'm gonna pray that the Holy Spirit, you would convict us, you would draw us. If there's someone here who is yet to be born again, God, that you'd draw them to you. We know that no one can come to you unless they're drawn by your Holy Spirit. And so I, I pray that they would be asking you right now, draw me uh, to you, Lord. I thank you in Jesus' name, amen. That's one of the things I ask people when I share the gospel or when I'm uh, out is, uh, hey, Um, if when you lay your head down tonight on the pillow, if you'll just ask the Lord to draw you to him, um, I promise uh, that it's going to happen. What happens is when I lay my head down on my pillow, I start going through all those things of the day. And so they remember that I told them to, hey, ask the Lord to draw me to you. Just pray that before you go to sleep. And, and guys, um, I believe that he wants all of your hearts. And so if you're, you're not in Christ, uh, I pray that you're asking him, would you draw me, please? I look at this passage, and we live, guys, in, in a messed up world, okay? It is just, um, it's messed up. In the world where, where the world says you, you need to get all you can and can all you get, you know, you keep it. You know? it it's yours. And so, uh, and so everything's about you. Well this passage is saying, hey, this, this is this world's not about you, okay? And it's gonna be focused out here, you know, on somebody else. And so I, I love how practical this passage is. Now, if you are watching the first sermon, I don't know if your first sermon is it online also? <laughs> Um, this is a different sermon. I never get to preach the same sermon, okay? And so uh, all, my, all the years, the 30 years, they, they always ended up saying, it wasn't the same sermon you preached last hour. And I said, I know. I said, I said, it's always something different, okay? And so it may be just a little bit different for you as well if you're watching on the second hour. But we look here, and it, the, the truth is God's Word okay, is given to us to tell us how to walk. Now, we don't try harder, okay? Trying harder. I know so many people say, I'm trying so hard, Pastor, to stop this. In fact, um, Pastor, I've been been looking at pornography until I, I am praying every day that the Lord would take pornography away from me. I said, would you please stop praying that? Because you're putting your mind on that every time you start praying that. Just start saying, God, would you fill me with what you want? Would you fill me up? And So the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning, God, fill me up with your Holy Spirit. Fill me up before i even get out of bed god would you fill me up with your holy spirit today why i leak okay and during the night even i leak and so sometimes i'm saying i don't know how i dream that god you know i mean i leak out and so god would you fill me up so i can start anew today and i'm praying that's you okay i'm going to give you a little charade here because i really want you to remember the sermon Uh, The hardest thing for a preacher is uh, to be, to give a sermon, and then you're out to eat with them at lunch and say, what did you think about the sermon? And they go, remind me what it was about again, okay? Really hard, you know, because it's been a half hour, right? And so I don't want you to forget the sermon, and so I'm going to give you a little charade, and you tell me what this is. Thank you so much. Wax on, wax off. Tell me what movie that's from. That's right, the Karate Kid, you know, wax on, wax off, okay? And so I'm looking at this passage, and, and what he's saying is off, put something off, and put something on, okay? And so wax on, wax off, put on, take off, or take off and put on. That's what we're going to be looking at in this passage, and, and it's so practical. It's so practical. Verses 22-24 is the principle why the Christian life is lived, and when it's lived out, it has so much to do with the will. I am a, I believe in free will, and that we have to choose, I have to make a choice, put on, put off, every day, okay? Put on, put off, every day I gotta make a choice. Or sometimes, old Daryl just really doesn't wanna do that. I want to hang on to something, or I want to do something that's not of God. I've got to choose. It's a will. Put on and put off, okay? Put on, put on. not trying harder. I'm just saying, God, would you do this through me? Because when I was born again, when I was born again, the Holy Spirit was put in me. My old life's gone. It was hung on the cross. I'm new, okay? Put off the old, put on the new, okay? Put on the new. And so it's kind of like a walk and so if i take a step is that walking a lot of you have took a step into christ okay you became born again awesome great i i, I love seeing people come into christ and uh, one of my favorite things is baby christians okay and i told our elders all the time baby christians are going to make messes and so uh, part of our job is just to clean up the mess as they make the mess so a lot of you are in christ okay now i've got to take the next step now i'm starting to walk And then I have to repeat that so I'm walking we see in Galatians chapter 5 he says so I say walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh so I'm walking in the spirit and so when I'm walking I'm putting off the old putting on the new putting off the old putting on the new and so I'm constantly walking with Christ that's what the preacher has been encouraging you to do is to walk with Christ letting Christ live in you I love this it's so practical he said in verse 4 chapter 4 therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor for we are all members of one body so very practical put off falsehood put on speak truth to my neighbor Um, here's the deal if you're not born again, okay. If you are not born again, there's no way that you could start doing this. Now you can tell the you can tell the truth and, and not be a Christian. A lot of a lot of Christians have a hard time telling the truth sometimes, and and so uh, the fruit is, is I encourage them and say, hey man, you, you're not looking much like Jesus right now. The fruit of your life is coming out, so we got to we got to work on that, you know. So, um, but so put that off, right? So if you're not a Christian, you don't have an old life. Okay, you, you can't put off the old and put on the new because you're still you if you haven't been born again Because as soon as you were born again You died to yourself. And so you're in the cross as soon as you're born again Christ lives in you. Isn't that awesome? Christ lives in me. I we had this Um, we had this young lady who was baptized and um, and i'm not sure she would already be baptized But she was baptized by her father and uh, and so I said so you died today and she goes, What? I, I goes, Well, that's what Romans says is in Romans have, that you died to self. You are in the cross now, as so if Christ is living in you. That's what I see here Christ living in you. So if you're not a believer, um, you may be able to tell the truth, but the only reason you're telling the truth is because you don't want to get in trouble, right? Um, I know a lot of Christians. Are the reason, reason they they tell the truth because they didn't, but they're not they're not doing it to further. They're not doing it to be you know put on Christ so that Christ is glorified living in me. They just don't want to get in trouble. Okay, and so I I am praying today that um, you are letting Christ live in you because he, this is what he says in Matthew chapter fifteen nineteen. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality. Theft, false testimony, and slander. That's out of my heart. The old Daryl. That's me. I mean, think about that. For out of your heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. That's the natural old Daryl. Before I was born again, and now Christ lives in me, so I have his heart. So in his heart, I don't have those things. And so, first thing be born again. The second thing is, Hey, um, you, Christians, uh, this is addressed to you. Uh, must understand that this is not, I don't put myself to death. I don't crucify Daryl every time that I come into the situation. I put that old self away. I put this old, old self off remembering who I am, but I I've been crucified when I, when I w- went to the cross and I was born again, I don't get crucified over and over and over and over again, the old daryl. Christ now lives in me, okay? That's why we do the things we do is because I'm walking, I'm walking with Christ, Holy Spirit. Third thing is it's not just intellectual. A lot of people know this scripture. I had a lot of people in our congregation over the years who knew the Bible probably better than I did, but they didn't live it. You know people like that? Then man, they are so intelligent on him. But um, I had, had an elder years ago who, he, he, was, he was dying, and, and I stopped by the hospital, and uh, it was before I had started. I was just in college, and I stopped by to call on him in the hospital. And, um, and he, he was getting ready to die, and I said, are you, are you ready to die? I go, what are you going to tell Jesus when you, when you see him? I said, are you ready? And he goes, I don't know if I'm ready or not. He goes, I don't know if I've been good enough or not. And, and, I, and I looked at him and I said, this is so stinking weird that you're telling me you're not good enough. I, I've seen you up there doing communion meditations all these years. And don't you know that it's Jesus is good enough that you could never be good enough. You're not good enough. I just want you to know that today to go to heaven. Jesus is the only reason you get to go to heaven. And so uh, we have, it's not intellect okay it's not just i have all these scriptures i must put them to use and walk in them when i see someone not walking with the spirit when i see someone not walking with christ i have to question sometimes you know it's over and over again is the fruit of that tree good or bad Is a fruit is a fruit good or bad because if it's bad fruit what's jesus say cut it down throw it in the fire because they're just out for a walk. I, and I, I use that word a lot, is I think you're just out for a walk. You're not walking with Jesus. You're just out for a walk. Because when I learn how to walk in the Spirit, I am putting off, okay? We're going to look at the practical parts of this. I'm putting off those old things, and I'm uh, putting on letting Christ live in me. To live in me. And so here we go. We're going we're to take off with this, and he says... Um, I want you to put off. Okay, here, I lost my place today. It's so good. Put off losing your place, Daryl. Isn't that awesome? I, I, had a, I had a young man in our last service. And by the way, your first service, is, it was a blast. They're, all, they're, so sweet. they're so sweet. He said he's going to walk out today and uh, as I preach. He goes, I, he goes, if I walk out, he goes, it's just because you're average. And so I said, thank you so much. I get so encouraged by those people. Yeah, um, here I go. Ready? Okay. He says this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump back. I'm gonna jump back and just stay right here. Ready? He says. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor okay and so he goes i want you to put off falsehood okay the lie the forked tongue i don't want you to lie anymore is there anyone here uh over the years you have um, you have to be taught how to lie anybody did you have to be taught how to lie as you have grandchildren or children running around your house and and you ask them did you just do that no did you teach them how to, how to lie? It just comes natural, doesn't it? It is the old natural person. And he says, therefore, I want you to put off falsehood, uh, quit lying, okay? Uh, the temptation is there so much, and the devil uses it all the time. He says, he says this, that you belong to your father, this is Jesus, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. He is a liar and the father of lies. Um, What what he's saying is, is him speak with forked tongue, okay? A lot of you older people would know the forked tongue thing with the old Indian. Him speak with forked tongue, okay? Uh, He tells lies, not the truth. And I see that. Some people say that a lie is um, it's an abomination to the Lord, and we know that, but it is a very present help in time of trouble, okay? That this lie is going to help me, all right? Have you ever been there? If I don't want to tell the truth. I'm just going to tell a lie because I don't want to get in trouble. It, nobody here. This is awesome. James, you have an awesome congregation. Um, never tell a lie. You guys, you guys ever tell a lie? Anybody tell lie this last year? Let's say last year. Tell eli a little white lie. How much do you weigh? Yeah. How tall are you? How where, where are you going? Where have you been? Um, seriously, we we do we can we can slide right over there and, and and you stop that and I and I made myself I came from a. A line of exaggerators. Uh, I, man, I, my household, my where I grew up, my uncles, my you know, my dad, my grandpas, they told whoppers of lies. Okay, and um, and so I came from that. And when I when I was an adult, I realized that I was starting to exaggerate things. And, and you know, like how how's your numbers, pastor? Man, we're doing great, you know, and, uh, and, so, I, and, and so I'd be at a conference, and, and then what I did is I made myself, every time I thought that I exaggerated something, I would make myself go back and say, um, I exaggerated, and that is the worst thing, I mean, it is so embarrassing, I, I exaggerated here a few minutes ago, and and, and I would just make myself do it. Why? Because, man, I don't want to be of the devil. Okay? I don't want to have the father, that my father. I want to speak the truth, right? I don't want to use falsehood. But then he says this. So put off lying. Put on telling the truth. Tell the truth. I want you to speak the truth. And so how do I, how do I speak truth? Well, there's sometimes you're holding back the truth that someone needs to hear. Okay, that they they really need to hear this. And so some of you are holding back on it. And I think it's so important to tell the truth. Uh, I uh, just, we just buried my sister um, a couple months ago. And my sister had grown up in a lifestyle um, and in high school when uh, she came home to live with us for a while, um, she had let us know that she had become a homosexual and uh, that was her new lifestyle. And so when I became a Christian, um, and I approached her and had her over to the house, and we sit down, and I shared the scriptures with her. And so I I went through the scriptures very clearly, saying, this is what the scriptures say, and I really want you to know that I, I love you, but I want you to know what the scriptures say. So I went through the Bible with her, and I said, do you understand everything that we have read today? Do you understand it? she said, Darrell, I I understand exactly what you're saying. I I disagree with you, but I understand what you're saying. I said, okay, you're not disagreeing with me, but you're disagreeing with God on his word because it's his word. Yes, I understand. And so I said, and here's the next thing is you're my sister and you're welcome in our house and we're going to have dinners together and your kids are going to be with ours and and you're going to come over and we're going to embrace you because you're my sister and we love you. Now, our prayer was the one day that would sink in. We prayed for that over and over again. You see, I, I could have just withheld the truth because it's, it's going to hurt, and, and she could be mad at me when I tell her that. And some of you withhold the truth. He said, "I, I want you to stop the lying, but give the truth, okay, to them." And so, uh, while she was in the nursing home, I went back to share again. And so, um, I decided I want to make sure. And uh, she goes, I know where you're going. And I said, well, give me a time because I'm going to sit down with you and we're going to go through this. And we prayed and I shared with her again that repentance is what God is looking from for you. I love her. When I love somebody, I speak truth because we're all in one body. Guys, when we don't speak truth, we hurt the body of Christ. If you're doing business in this town and you're not speaking the truth and you're not doing what's right, um, you're hurting the body of Christ because we are all together. And he, and he goes on to say, "You must speak truth, okay? And in your anger, do not sin. Well, some of us read this and says, don't get angry. But he didn't say that because God gets angry. And you've been made in God's image. You are made in the image of God. And so uh, we get angry about righteous things like Jesus got mad about righteous things several times we see in scripture uh, we see in Mark, we see when he's, when he's upset with the, you know, the money changers, when he, when he comes in and he turns things upside down uh, because he is angry what they're doing to the Father's house righteously. Okay? So we have righteous anger. Righteous anger is not bad. Okay? I get upset about what's going on in our society. I get, I get upset with what's going on in our schools, and it makes me angry, but I cannot sin in my anger. He says, "I don't want you to give the devil a foothold. I, I don't want you." He says in Hebrews to have this root of bitterness that, that it gets up, you know, and it just causes you to be bitter. Uh, we have some friends right now, and she's lost 20 pounds because they have this stuff going on in their family, and there's there's some non-forgiveness And so I, I want you to get it that this passage says that uh, we have well, this passage doesn't, but we have like, don't let the sun go down on your anger. That I can be angry, but I can't milk it, okay? And so some of you, some of you you don't get mad at your wife and have a fight at 9 o'clock in the morning, and you go, okay, I've got, I got 12 hours to be mad at him, and then I can, you know, I'll, I'll get together because the sun's going down, said, Oh, I'll have 12 hours of anger here, right? No, 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 no. He says, I don't want you to milk the anger. So here it is. Put the anger off and put on something else, okay, put it off, okay, and uh, let, let's go ahead to the forgiveness, therefore, don't be angry, or be angry, but don't sin in your anger, and don't give the devil a foothold, man, I've seen so many people give the devil a foothold, and I, I just had a conversation with another pastor, I said, well, what, what's happening right now is, is the devil is getting a foothold right here in your congregation, and, uh, and and your guy's gonna be hurting for a lot of time unless you guys do something about it. So the elders really needed to speak truth, speak truth in love. Here, anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer. Anybody steal anything? Anybody uh, have anything in your possession that you shouldn't have? that uh, you have borrowed from somebody and you you haven't given it back. Uh, Some of you younger uh, people, do you have anything from your parents? And I know you're not stealing it with a heart, but you're just not taking it back because you wanted it. I have a screwdriver that came from North Point. We helped start a church back in 90, uh, up in Chicago and I was working for Charlie and uh, his wife, and uh, they, were, they were small people. I don't know what you'd call them you know, these days, rightfully, but they were both small people, and I was there helping them, and I had his screwdriver still. They're both passed away, and I can't give it back. But I think about them, and I pray, okay? I pray that you know my heart was not bad for taking it, but I still have it, and it drives me crazy, okay? Uh, but I won't give it away because it's from Charlie, okay? Is there anything, he goes, Hey, how about this? Put off stealing. What's he say? Let's go to the posse part. Have something to give away. So I stopped stealing. So I'm, I'm going to take it here because I'm a guest. I can steal from God. It's what he says in Malachi. Some of you are stealing God's tithes and offerings. He goes, but I, I, I want you to stop stealing and have something to give away. I want you to Um, if you don't have enough money to give something away, ask God for a part-time job because I just want to give something away. I, I think it's so important to have something to give away because it reminds me that it's all His. And so I'm going to give something away. So stop stealing, give something away. Let's go on. Do something useful with your own hands that they may have something to share in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Oh man, okay, put it off. No unwholesome talk coming out of my mouths. no dirty jokes, no racial stuff, no. Um, man, years ago, I'm in the, in the hallway of our church, I mean, back in our first building. And this guy that uh, had been won to Christ, and he was an honorary ornery guy uh, that had been won to Christ, and he came up and he, get, he told a racial joke. I was with three other guys, we we're sitting there, and he told a racial joke right there before I'm preaching, and, and, and he did it. And, and so I, I'm just thinking, God, would you please help me? And so right when he finished, uh, it was just like, I, I just can't believe it. And the rest of the guys are looking at me, I said, are you finished? He said yeah I said all right so I went ahead and started the conversation someplace else afterwards it was awesome he came up and he said some pastor (laughs) I'm so sorry can I tell you sometimes you don't need to say anything just bow your head and and just let it go but is there any unwholesome stuff coming out of your mouths are you tearing down your spouses do you complain about them Okay, Uh, One of the things I do in weddings is um, for getting marriage counseling, when they come into my office, we're meeting, I say, okay, here's the deal. Before I do the wedding, at least the last time we meet together, um, you're going to make a commitment not to talk bad about each other to anyone except to a marriage counselor or a pastor. That's the only people you can complain to. And so I, I, I say, what about mom and dad? And I said, nope can't go home, mom and dad, and complain to them, okay, why, why is that, so here's what happens, I, I start complaining about, you know, the ball and chain, I'm, I'm going out with the guys, and I'm complaining about the ball and chain, you know, I can't believe that she won't let me do this, and I want to get to play golf so-and-so because it's my wife, and so he's complaining about his wife, okay, uh, he goes home and he makes up with his wife, everything's good, well he goes back out the next time, and he's complaining about his wife, and all it's doing is stacking up over here, Until so they start saying, you got to get rid of her, Because, you know, I I can't believe that you put up with all that. You know, she must be a monster. I mean, and so they're reinforcing the bad because all the unwholesome talk that's coming out of me. Years ago, I'm helping this guy move out of his house. He's moving uh, to a couple states over because he's marrying someone, everybody in our church, all the girls, uh, young single girls, wanted to date uh, this man because he was sharp, he was good looking, tall, uh, had a good job, uh, played sports, he was just the man, okay, and so they all wanted to date him, and um, so I am moving him out because uh, he's going down to marry her, but while he was at our church, he talked poorly about her all the time, he complained about her. Everything. I mean, it was just always about you know, one thing or another. And then all the people at the church, they didn't know her, but they just talked bad about her too because that's what he did. And so we're moving him out of the apartment. And um, he goes, hey, I have one thing to say about your church. And I go, what is that? He goes, Everybody complains and talks poorly about the girl I'm marrying. He goes, I'm just really upset with him. And I started laughing. We're carrying this couch down his steps to his real steep steps. I started laughing. and I'm about to drop this thing. And he goes, What are you laughing about? I said, I'm laughing because they don't know her. Only you told them about her. And so they're only repeating what you said. And if if that's what you said over and over again, they're saying, Why in the world are you marrying this monster? And he, he starts laughing. He goes, Wow. He goes, You're right. And he goes, It came out of me. Stop the unwholesome talk. Ready? Stop it. Put it off. Put on truth. Okay? Why? Put it on. Okay? Talk good, build up. You ought to be building up. You're wondering why, why do we not have any preachers coming out of our churches? Some of y'all are talking bad about your preacher at lunch. Okay, um, I, 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 told this, uh, <laughs> I told this story at my home church. They let me come back, or the one that I had started, they let me come back after 30 years, and so on the anniversary of when I left, I came back to preach. And so, um, and, and I'm, I'm looking for preachers. That's what I told the college. I said, I'll go to work for you. Okay? And two things is, is I'll, 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 part-time, I'm going to be 75% time. I want a week off a month, okay, because I'm old. And so I, I want to do some things that I want to do. Uh, but I want to go to the churches and look for preachers. I said, I think we need preachers. We need preachers. Okay, you got that? We need preachers. Some of you are sitting right here it could be a preacher, okay? Uh, I don't, maybe you're right in the middle of a second career, uh, and you're thinking, I, I, I'm not sure if I want to do this for the rest of my life in your 40s or your 50s. Then I'm going to encourage you um, to, to come back and get a degree at Central, and um, and we have a degree that if you have any kind of bachelor's, you can get a master's in preaching to learn how to preach. And there's churches within driving distance right here who need a preacher. Okay, we need preachers, so that's why I said I'm going after preachers. All right, yeah, just lost my thought, but um i it's so important but some of you talk bad about your preachers and i was preaching that at my home church and i and i said some of you guys are having roasted preacher at lunch and i go you guys talk about it you talk about i didn't like that sermon i didn't like that song and you guys cut it down and then you wonder why your kids aren't going into ministry we happen to be camping the next week with one of the people from the church and and uh, she goes, your sermon on Sunday, she goes, wow. She goes, were you listening at our, you know, at our lunch last week because we were complaining about the new pastor? And I said, wow. I to, I, because, I mean, I've been there for 30 years. I said, some of you guys aren't going to like him, you know. But it's change, and change is good. I mean, change is good. And, um, but some of you are doing that. He said, I want you to stop the unwholesome talk. And to use words to build up and let's make preaching uh oh, man let's make it up here again can i hear an amen to that do you have a good preacher here let's let's put it up there it used to be we talked great about the president and now it's like holy smoke you know um and then and then you know, the preacher was right underneath the president and now it's like they're both down here right because we've had some bad pre- preachers we have had some bad presidents and so uh, i want you to get this They're giving God's word, and it's got to be an honorable position, and if we honor it, I think our preachers will rise up to that as well. We need preachers. Are you following what I'm saying? That is so very, very practical, okay, that we build one another up. Okay, here's the deal. I said there's three things that you can't do this, you cannot live this life, put off the old and put on the new if you're not a believer if you haven't been born again. Some of you have been uh, brought up in another church and uh, and so uh, you've been struggling with the baptism thing and and, and I get it okay um, I, I I was baptized twice I was I, when I became a Christian in nineteen I'd been baptized as a child. I got baptized and I, I remember it so well. I want you to get it Colossians two says that the baptism is the work of god now you're going to look that up and say you just need to look under the translation and and uh, and do some study on it baptism is the work of god okay it's his work in me it's the least thing that i do but some of us struggle with it so much i'm going to encourage you to take that step because when you take that step that step of faith okay it's the first step before you start walking and then you can start walking, take that first step. Christians, this is not knowledge. You didn't come here to get more knowledge. What you came today is to get how do I walk closer with Jesus? He said, Would you please do this? Put off, put on, start walking with me in faith. Would you shut your eyes and bow your heads and God the the word, God it I know it cuts but it heals as well. And God, it's a reminder to us that I may, be, I may be speaking some untruths and I'm making the whole body of Christ look bad. I may be uh, lying and stealing. And God, um, would you forgive us? Uh, God, we, uh, we've been born again. We have the Holy Spirit living in us. We don't have to live that way because uh, you're living in us. We just need to uh, walk with you and to ask you to Help us to walk with you because you want to. You want to live through us. Jesus, I thank you so much for that. God, I'm going to pray today if there's someone in here, God, your Holy Spirit has been nudging, God, that they would be faithful to follow you. And God, for us Christians, if there's something you want to push out, even if it's painful, God would let you. I'm going to thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, and amen.